Pierre Tillard de Chardin once said, We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Hi guys, and welcome. This is Misery to Enlightenment. Vanessa. If you hear my clink, clank, clank, probably in every episode, it is my bracelets. Um, someone asked me about that the other day, and it's my bracelets. But uh, let's get started. I'm going to ask some questions. Uh, do you have difficulty making decisions? Do you consider yourself a caretaker? Do you have trouble setting boundaries with people or seem to always have relationship issues? Well, today's topic is one near and dear to my heart, and it took me a lot of time and work to admit I was codependent. Uh, Really big stuff here. (laughs) If you're not codependent, this is still a great topic for any and all humans, I would say. I was shocked to find out that 90% of the population struggles with some sort of codependency issue, um, and a lot of people are like have no idea that they have, you know, codependency issues. I know I had no clue, you know, because I used to think codependency was, you know, the picture of it was a meek, mousy woman, can't make decisions, her husband, you know, she obeys her husband type thing, and... That's what I thought of, uh, you know, it's being codependent. (laughs) I seriously never would have guessed that, I mean, my loud ass, loud, opinionated, bold, you know, ass would be codependent at all. I really, really had to dig deep within my shadow self to realize that, you know, bitch, you're codependent. (laughs) So what is codependency? Uh, According to the dictionary, it is characterized by excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of illness or addiction. And a big cause of codependency results from childhood. You can either have parents that are overprotective or super underprotective. And caretakers that have substance abuse issues. For me, it was a parent with substance abuse issues. But the weirdest thing of all to me and what was so bizarre was it was such a very short period of time. But as I found out, you know, with trauma is it affects everyone so, so differently. It really just depends on the timing, your age, who that child is at that exact moment, and what needs were not being met at, you know, that exact time. And, you know, boggled my mind. Neither one of my siblings are codependent. And, you know, our substance, substance abuse thing did not impact them like it did me. And it used to drive me crazy. <laughs> like, why? But if you think about it, my sister is five years older than me. And she was probably between the age of 15 and 16, maybe. Or no, 16 and 17. 
I was 11 or 12 and my brother would have been between six and seven years old. And all of us had experienced things super differently. And in a complete different point of view, I would say, I mean, five years. My sister, it wasn't home very much. I mean, if you think about it, she was, you know, 16 to 17. She was a teenager. My brother really didn't probably have the capacity to even know what exactly was going on. I mean, six or seven. My sister is super organized. I would say she has, you know, somewhat black and white thinking as my brother was super, super sensitive and quiet. Not really a big people person. And I was the polar opposite, social butterfly, and I questioned absolutely everything. (laughs) There's a lot of gray (laughs) in my life. There's a lot of gray areas. (laughs) Uh, But my point is, is that we all had very, very different views of the world during that hardship, you know, during that time. And I used to get so frustrated and confused with myself, like looking at my siblings like growing up and, you know, looking at me or even as adults, why was I such a mess? Like, why am I such a mess? And it wasn't until I was truly understood trauma like I do now. And it really brought me clarity, you know. And my entire life, I have always relied on another human being for happiness. I think I had my first boyfriend at 12, maybe 13. And I devoted myself entirely to anyone I was with. Yeah, I was bold, boisterous, confident, and opinionated. But when I really look back, I realize that I was a chameleon. I would morph myself to whatever it was my partner liked or was interested in. And I would take on their interests as if they were my own interests. Very bizarre. And, you know, morphing yourself to someone else's life, like I understand you start getting the same interests, but I would just completely, you know, down to even, you know, the way I would dress and things like that. Um, I would still be myself essentially, but, you know, kind of not when I would think about it. I was a chameleon. And, you know, when we would break up, I would be completely devastated. My life would like crumble into a million pieces. And I typically would always break up with them. And it was because I wasn't happy. But I would get back together with them, you know. And it would happen a lot. Like either, typically I would break up with them. But I mean, there would be occasions that they broke up with me. But I would just keep going back until I would finally just be exhausted and be done. But once I was done, I would immediately get with someone. I don't think I've ever, I think it was like, what was it, two months tops that I would be single. And, you know, that was from when I was 12 to 30 years old, which is insane. I legitimately like never allowed myself to get over or heal from any of my relationships that I've been in 12 to 30. I mean, that's a long time. And I also stayed in relationships for super long periods of time, you know, And I would stay, like, basically, 
long after I was miserable, I would just stay. And it would be years. Sometimes I'd be so unhappy for years and just stay. I think the big aha moment was when I was confused about like me breaking up with people. Like if you're codependent, you wouldn't leave, right? Eventually, like why am I breaking up with them, you know? And that of course got me thinking because that's all I do is think. Um, I always stood up for myself and had confidence to tell my partners whatever was bothering me. But I always stayed regardless if my needs weren't being met. And we would argue and they would leave. And when they left, I would get like huge feelings. I would feel abandoned. And I always had major abandonment issues. And it's because I remember at the time of my parent, my one parent's substance abuse, I felt a, like pure abandonment. I felt abandoned. And, you know, I, I vividly remember when I felt that way, you know, back then. And as humans, we find comfort in the familiar, I would say. And when I actually really thought about it, I realized I w- I've been abandoning myself in all my relationships. Like my wants, my needs. I would voice the issues to my partner. But if the issue continued, I would continue to stay. And I had little to no boundaries. And I would exhaust myself and my voice after so long. And then I would finally break up with them. And it had to be, you know, when I was finally, finally done, it had to be me breaking up with them. And to finally let it go, like, it, it would have to be me, you know. And that's more, I think, for me was like, I'm, you're not going to abandon me. I'm abandoning you. And everyone I've ever been with have been, they're not bad people. Like no one I've been with is, I can say is like a horrible person. They were just wounded themselves. We both were. And ultimately I had a role in my failed relationships just as much as they did. Codependent people are not necessarily victims either. I want to definitely say that. I, I mean... I personally relied on my partner to make me happy, which is none of their responsibility. I'm responsible for my own happiness, and I allowed myself to be upset with something they did day after day, rather than removing myself from the situation. And you don't really hear codependent and think of manipulation. But manipulation is used by codependent people, whether they know it or not. And for instance, if I didn't want to go out and my partner did without me, I would get pissed, you know? I would get really upset. I, well, you know, when they got back, I'd give them the silent treatment and like when they returned and gave them a silent treatment. And that was to ultimately like make them feel bad. If they felt bad, they wouldn't do it again, you know? They'd think twice next time they go out um, when I wanted them to stay in with me. And I know I wasn't deliberately doing this, like, consciously. That was my goal. Like, oh, I'll I'll show you and you won't do this again. That wasn't. 
And I've never thought of myself as manipulative whatsoever. But once you sit down and actually realize, like, you can be manipulative. And it's really hard to look at. And, I mean, even being passive-aggressive is considered, like, a form of manipulation. Being completely honest with yourself, I think, is key to unlocking a lot of your issues. True self-reflection is not for the weak, I would say. It's very difficult. I know for me, I always expected my partner to just know things that made me upset. Like, they should be able to just read my mind. Like, how crazy is that? It's just bizarre. Like, no, people can't read your mind. You need to tell your wants and your needs. I think, though, the key probably to breaking codependency is really sitting down and laying out your role in your failed relationships. I think that paired with inner child healing is really, really helpful. And getting yourself out of the victim mentality. And that's hard in itself. And I feel like until you do that, you can't truly heal. You know, I always played victim and I always thought, you know, oh, it's their fault. And I never took it responsibility for, you know, my role in it. And, you know, also with setting boundaries, I mean... I never set boundaries ever before and with boundaries keep in mind that boundaries are not about controlling other people that is manipulation if you know you want control over other people but boundaries are for yourself and what that means is you have control over what you'll like you accept in your life ultimately and I mean, a lot of people, I will say, do not like boundaries. (laughs) I've been incorporating boundaries in my life now, and people just hate boundaries, I would say. But, I mean, I'm in charge of my mental health, and I refuse to feel bad for someone else's shitty behavior. Like, I'm just not going to anymore. I don't need low-vibration people in my life. They just don't benefit me. And I 100% truly, truly believe that you are who you hang out with. You know, I don't need you to lower my vibration. And I can just remove myself if I don't feel comfortable or if I, you know, anything. Like, I can remove all frustration by removing, you know, the source and removing myself from it. And doing that in a healthy way. I would say baby steps are probably key too with this. I mean, trying to find, trying to get out of being codependent is very difficult. Like once you start placing boundaries, um, it's just baby steps really. And when I started placing boundaries, I wouldn't hold firmly on them and you know I would backtrack I'd like put a boundary out there and then I'm like, oh, and then I'd like, oh, people don't like that, you know, and it's back and forth until you finally get the hang of it but it's very difficult at first and you finally though get to a point where you you basically refuse to give up your identity for the sake of pleasing another person 
And with me, the confidence that like brought me was so, so amazing. And even too, you know, being codependent since I, you know, from 12 to 30 was in relationship after relationship. I mean, I, I think it's been two years now I've been out of a relationship and just been doing me and it feels amazing. I mean, I remember when I couldn't sleep because I wasn't sleeping next to someone and now I can't even imagine. I'm to the point where like, I can't imagine having to sleep next to a snoring man right now. I can't. Like, that sounds god-awful to me right now. And that is crazy because I always needed that. And even with, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, eventually if I get in a relationship, like, I'm going to have to move stuff around. Like, I've created this oasis for myself of my plants and my tapestries and, you know, all these things. And you're telling me I'm going to have to move stuff around and get rid of stuff to, like, invite another human being in my house and you know I know I I want love and you know eventually I definitely want you know a really good relationship and everything like that but it's just so crazy to me how it's turned like the tables have turned and I'm on the opposite side of what I was before like relying and needing someone to feel whole and same with I mean it was little things even too was you know, cooking was hard for me. Cooking or eating alone, I would feel so bad. I would get in like this victim of like, how sad Vanessa's eating her plate of food. Like, oh my God, come on, Vanessa, (laughs) get over it. You know, eat your dang food. And, you know, with cooking, it was just so weird because I had always had a partner to cook for. And yeah, I have my kids, but I don't know why. It would just make me really sad. Like I don't have another adult here to enjoy my food. And slowly but surely, I mean, it took me a long time to enjoy cooking again. I'm finally at that point where I can enjoy cooking. I don't feel bad. You know, I don't feel like poor Vanessa. And really getting yourself out of victim mode is crucial. It is so crucial. And, you know, it is really hard. And it is really hard to look at your shadow self and see your role in things. But once you do, I mean, you can heal and you can have a really successful, happy relationship. It's just acknowledging that you are codependent. And, you know, this can help even if you're not codependent and helping a partner or, you know, your mom or a friend. And, I mean, 90% of our population, that's a crazy amount. And I think more people need to talk about it. But, okay, well, I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, I may do a part two on this of tools and things like slowly implementing different things to for setting boundaries or trying, you know, things that I did to break the cycle of codependence within myself. Remember, codependency also is generational, you know just generation after generation it's you know can be learned behavior as well so all we can do is break the cycle and hope that it continues you know generation after generation and we can be the founding fathers of stopping it and breaking you know generations of trauma which is fucking badass man 
So y'all have a good evening, morning, whatever time it is. Thank you guys for showing up. I am so glad the universe brought us together, even if it's brief. And y'all have a good one. Namaste.